Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Today, your podcast hosts, Rodney, Nathan, and myself, Kristen, are joined by the additional members of the Accord Research Alignment Steering Committee, who have come together to recap a debrief on our sixth annual Accord Research Alliance Intensive, which just concluded last Friday on Friday, October 9th. Uh, we had a new virtual format this year where we held a number of live Zoom calls in addition, in addition to hosting a week-long conference online. So our topic this year was cultivating the Christ-centered, data-informed, and responsive organization, listening in your ME practice. And we had so many different ways participants could engage with the topics for each day of the conference from viewing pre-recorded videos of presentations, uh, reading course materials, interacting on the discussion forums and completing uh, optional online assignments to take their own listening practice just one step further. So we really wanted to share with our podcast audience our highlights and takeaways from this special event. Uh, before we do, I'm going to ask that each of our steering committee members go around and introduce themselves. And I'll start. So my name is Kristen Check. I'm one of the podcast hosts here at the Accord Research Alliance podcast, and I am with Compassion International. Hi, everyone. My name is Rodney Green. I'm with Compassion International as well, and one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I'm Nathan Maloney, also a co-host of the podcast, and I'm with Living Water International. Hey there, everybody. My name is David Bonkama. I'm with Palmer Theological Seminary of Eastern University, just outside of Philadelphia in the United States. Hi, everybody. My name is Subodh Kumar, and I work for Food for the Hungry as their Global Director for Monitoring and Evaluation. Hello, this is Rebecca Mincer, joining from Hope International. And this is Steve Offit. I am at Asbury Theological Seminary in Kentucky. Thanks, everyone. All right, so let's jump in, because I know we have a lot we want to share today. Uh, so as I said, our theme for this year's intensive was cultivating a Christ-centered, data-informed, and responsive organization, listening in your m and &E practice. So this is a topic that really traversed just so many different areas of our professional and personal lives this year, and it just really seemed like a, a fitting choice for us to tackle as a steering committee and have our uh, research community engage on. This also was our first fully online event. Typically, our intensive is a one-day in-person event um, hosted lately at Ridge, in Ridgecrest, North Carolina. But of course, in the year of 2020, when everything is happening online, uh, we took a lot of extra steps uh, in holding this con conference virtually this year to ensure that this event was adding as much value as possible to participants and really gave folks a good return on their time investment. Um, so this year we had nearly 400 registrants with over 140 groups represented and 36% of our attendees reported to a field office or worked for a local or indigenous NGO. And we had 50 countries represented. Um, and also 73% of our attendees were first timers. So we welcomed a lot of new folks and um, a nice diverse array of participants from all around the world. It really truly was a global event this year. So of our uh, nearly 400 registrants, we had about half of those people actually log into the online course. We had over 100 uh, participants in, involved in live Zoom calls throughout the week. And we've had about 44 participants submit online assignments. We still have 
two weeks uh, to go that our online co conference is up. The content's up online, so folks can still engage if you're registered. Um, we also had over 200 discussion threads. So just really great levels of participation, a lot of interaction and opportunity for folks to engage with one another, which of course is really challenging in this online era. Um, so that was just really encouraging to us. So this online format um, was a great way for us as a community, as the Research Alliance, to make good on a lot of internal commitments we've made uh, over the last couple of years in terms of seeking a more diverse body of speakers and participants, a more global body of speakers and participants, and ensuring that our colleagues in the field are represented in these conversations. Um, we also had an amazing opportunity to introduce a lot more people to the core network and research community. So really looking forward to exploring all the details of the event uh, with you all more fully today. And Rebecca, I'm going to call on you very briefly before we get into our uh, group discussion to just offer up an overview of the topics that we saw throughout the course of the week. Absolutely. Thanks, Kristen. So as you've shared, our focus was on listening throughout the week, and we approached that through a couple of different uh, a couple of different ways. We started off with talking about listening as a discipline, discussing foundational concepts for our listening practices, really rooting ourselves in the theological foundation for listening. Then we transitioned to listening first during COVID-19, why listening is now more important than ever. And we learned from a couple of speakers about innovative ways that they are seeking to listen from those they serve and those they serve alongside. We then transitioned to talking about listening to community stakeholders and pursuing equity in listening. This included creative ways of engaging local communities in reviewing findings together. And we wrapped up the week with talking about listening at your organization, creating a responsive ME practice, really talking about how do we translate findings into action. Thanks, Rebecca. Okay, so typically on our annual recap podcast, we really only have enough time to tackle one question. Um, and that is, what were the highlights? for you this year. So to my steering committee members, my fellow members here on the call today, what really stood out to you about our event this year? Um, there were so many new things for us. So I'm just really curious how each of you might in turn answer that question. Uh, so David, I'm gonna call on you first to get us kicked off. Thanks, Kristen. And I know we're all kind of chuckling because I'm going to say the same thing that I said last year, I think, as a reminder that I am still riding on a high <laughs> from the uh, from the entire week. And I know I said the same thing last year, but it's true. And a couple of things that jumped out at me, both from the, um, <clears throat> uh, the, the initial call that we had and then the wrap-up call, was just the feedback from the participants that, uh, first of all, they uh, love the content. And what jumped out at me also is I'm not quite so sure that I realized how much content we had up there. We had a lot and there was a lot of appreciation for that. And people were engaging over and across content, but also sometimes just specializing in it. So that's one thing. The second thing is, is that people absolutely love the discussion uh, sections. In other words, the online discussions. I think that it gave people more time to think about and to engage more deeply than kind of the face-to-face -face ones we've had because there was just more time and opportunity to to go in, in, in deeply about that. Uh, so those were those were two things that really jumped out at me was 
the, the, the amount of content, the way that people really appreciated with it. And then the final thing was, and, and this I know warms all of our hearts, that people felt that came out of it was some real practical tools that they could apply both immediately and then think about how they could apply some longer term as well. So those were the things that jumped out at me. Thanks, David. Uh, this is Rodney. One of the things that, uh, just to pick up on something that you said, was one of the practical tools that we heard feedback about was the stakeholder analysis, which was on one of the, one of the sessions, one of the assignments that, that was there for people to, to work through. And there was also some examples of what a stakeholder analysis could look like and a template for people to use. And it seemed like that, that practical tool was, was really well received and something that participants were able to utilize and, and use that to apply some of the content in the videos and, and other forums and discussions to, to really kind of take that forward into their M&E practice. So that was really encouraging. Yeah, and just building on that real quickly, I think part of that also showed that we had people at the beginner level and the advanced level. And I love the way that some of the advanced people in the discussion sections were walking with a beginner level and the stakeholder analysis really seemed to cut across in many ways across all of them. This is Subodh here and um, what um, stood for me was um, reading the assignments. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, as part of my role, I've been working for m &E for a while and I've seen a lot of m &E plans. But this time what really, um, uh, where I was in awe with what I've seen was how people were trying to relate their faith and um, uh, the m plan together. So when they are trying to understand what they understood about theology of listening, they were able to articulate that very well in their m plan. Uh, and so seeing God in the midst of data and discernment from God and how that can be developed in an M&E plan. Uh, I personally have never written an M&E plan like that, what I have seen uh, in the assignment. So that for me was was fabulous thing. If I could just build on that, like the, the, the practical was amazing and I think we need to talk about more about that, but we can also scope out and think about that idea of listening as a, as a spiritual discipline and uh, I think one of the things that I loved about the, the highlight of the conference for me was to say, hey, uh, these are people with practical skills, technical skills, but they're also in Christian organizations, they're followers of Jesus, and we're understanding what we're doing as now people who are simply trying to do what we ought to do in terms of relating to each other um, in the community of Christ. Uh, and so it becomes not just uh, this very practical understanding of, of how to do what we do better, but also um, how to walk more faithfully. Uh, and I thought that that was really a, a, a real added value to this particular uh, set of conversations. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, this is Nathan. I was going to jump in and as we're kind of talking about the format and how the week went overall, I think, I mean, of course, not getting together in a room uh, with each other you know, I kind of missed some of that element for sure. But I think, David, you were talking about the the discussion boards and things like that. Just the, the richness of the conversation that was happening on the discussion boards was really encouraging to me. And I think a huge part of that, I mean, obviously the, the format itself of having 
uh, discussion threads and, and things like that is part of it, but really just the, the diversity we had this year um, in participants added so much to the conversation from able to have more students, you know, uh, graduate level students to more, you know, frontline staff who would be spending time in the communities uh, on the front lines of the development work that we do. And so being able to mesh all of these uh, conversations and, and approaches and context together, I felt really enhanced the conversation and discussion this year. Nathan, I totally agree. That's what I was thinking. One of my major gratitudes for the conference is the global engagement. And the discussion boards were so rich because of the variety of perspectives that were brought to the table. One of the discussions that I really enjoyed learning from was about cultural norms around listening and how might we elevate voices across cultures, embodying a kingdom culture, elevate voices that are not often listened to. And it was exciting to learn about how that plays out in different contexts. And I found that really inspiring. Building on what Nathan and, and Rebecca mentioned on the discussion thread, uh, for me, although even I was part of the steering committee, but a lot of these things were new for me as well. Um, uh, especially, um, I'm not were a practitioner of of a, a really good listening posture or using that as a discipline. And so I learned a lot. For me, when I thought about listening, it was always about data collection. That, and that's where it stops. But right now, as I was reading the discussion threads uh, that both of you mentioned, um, I think it, there was completely a change in paradigm, a change in perspective that listening was not only about data collection. You don't engage stakeholder to collect the data, but you are engaging stakeholder uh, to also uh, arrive at insight, arrive at decision. So it's going back into the loop, not finishing with collection, but actually engaging them into the whole data journey from, from collection all the way through consumption. And all of that, Subo, to jump in there, under the Lordship of Jesus Christ, I, what really struck me is time and time again to pick up on what Steve, I think, started us out on is how many people express a deep appreciation that, you know, they, they kind of knew the technical stuff or they'd been exposed to it, but to be able to see that, you know, the biblical elements and how this fit biblically with things was just, I mean, it kind of gives me chills, right? Because that's what we're all about, right? We want to do this uh, in ways that give witness and testimony to Christ and drawing on the secular, but all, obviously also, also, of course, on the scriptural in order to be able to give that testimony. And in so doing, bringing us all together, right, in this closer and closer as witnesses and as, as part of our fellowship. So, yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like you, Sabot. I think entering this week, I maybe thought of, of listening a little bit more as another m and &E technique or an approach of gathering data. So I learned a ton uh, this week, which was awesome. But I think, you know, the thing that really stood out to me as I have been reflecting on it myself, what I've learned this this past week is that you know, this idea of listening, and when we do listening well, it's not a neutral act. It's not just some neutral data collection that we're doing or that, you know, we're encouraging others to do. So I think the kind of the paradigm shift in my own mind was really understanding that listening is not just about, you know, collecting data so that we can have better development programs through better decisions. It's also about doing relief and development work better. If we're all engaged in listening. If that's our, if that's our posture, if that's embedded in our culture and in our systems and, and how we approach our development work, uh, then the work in and of itself will be better. 
Yeah, to jump in there on that whole sort of entry point or paradigm with which you hold that you're entering in this conversation, I really think with our um, online event this year, there were a couple different ways in which we kind of broke down some barriers for people to join, right? So it was, there was no specific time except for those couple Zoom calls that you had to um, be present to engage with the material it was free there was no cost and it was not in a physical location so you think about all the things that prevent someone from joining in on this conversation historically we kind of busted all that open this year and we had um as someone mentioned earlier students entering the conversation uh faculty members other professionals from the field and so it was fascinating to me how there were a number of people entering this conversation at different vantage points. And a lot of people actually admitted in our final Zoom call um, on Friday of feeling a little bit disadvantaged or maybe out of their league, but yet finding acceptance there, finding comfort there. And it just really struck me how um, in reducing a lot of those barriers, we've been invited a lot more people to the conversation who maybe would have felt like they didn't belong there, right? Because they didn't know enough or didn't quite know what it was we were talking about, but now they've been exposed to these, um, you know, different topics and different ways of thinking about listening and their practice and whatever their entry point was, they found acceptance there and learned something. So that to me was just such a huge takeaway for um, just the, how welcoming folks thought this event was this year. You know, and, and I wonder how many people met other people they followed up on. So just, you know, in, in our small group on the last call, somebody was mentioning one of the highlights and the person said, oh, yeah, that's we were the ones who presented that. And they, and they said, well, I'd love to learn more about it. And that networking happened. And I know on the discussion boards also you see people, well, you know, give me a call or send me an email. We'll talk more about that. And especially with these number of people, you know, usually you can gauge when you're in a room how many people are networking, you overhear things. But here, I just wonder what the total impact is in terms of networking and further development of relationships. That's really a lot of fun and exciting to think about. Thanking God for that. Another interesting thing that um, I've learned this week was also uh, when you talk about cultivating a Christ-centered, data-informed organization, normally in any place, context you talk about, it's always about data analytics and uh, visualization, and that's how you uh, create, you cultivate data-informed organization. And I, being a statistician, always was inclined toward that. But this week, just the word listening itself, uh, that when you're cultivating a data, Christ-centered data-informed organization, it's not always about analytics and visualization and all those fancy dashboards, but also about listening and listening to def different people, data, stakeholders, who matters most. So. Um, just the word listening itself was fascinating. Yes, Sabod, I, I really agree with that. One of the images that kind of came to mind as I was reflecting on the week was that kind of breaking up the soil. And that, like with many of us, how we approached monitoring and evaluation without kind of a listening posture or listening discipline, we needed to, that to be broken up a little bit and for something new to be planted within us from God and then to be you know, fostered, cultivated, watered, and grown. And I think that, that that was just kind of something I could 
feel happening throughout the week and, and as paradigms were shifting and as even just just being able to think in a new way. And one of the, the aspects of discipline that kind of also came to mind was, was the idea of margin. That if you really have an extractive posture where you're just coming into data collect, you can try and you can do that in a hurry. But if you really want to come and listen, you can't be in a hurry. You have to, to take the time to, to think about your approach, um, to really think about who you're going to be listening to and valuing them and honoring them. That's something that uh, I remember in Rebecca's presentation and David's and, and yours as well, Sabode, um, at the beginning of the week set us up so well for to really honor people and honor the stakeholders that we're partnering with. And so that idea of, of breaking up the soil and margin uh, were, were things that were big takeaways for me as well. Thanks, Rodi. That's a great segue actually into the question I wanted to ask everyone. So um, I'm really curious to hear of the specific content that we heard throughout the week, specific presentations or um, different things presenters brought up. What are some things that really stood out to you? Because there were so many presentations right throughout those four days. I'm just curious if um, you can speak to, to anything that really resonated with you specifically. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in here. I think one thing I've been thinking about, and maybe this is because it happened on the last Zoom call we had, but just a little bit of conversation around, you know, how we apply listening within organizations. And so expanding, expanding the conversation beyond just how we're listening to stakeholders, but how are we listening to all of our staff, all of our partners um, in the work that we do? You know, I think this ties in a bit with some of the, the broader conversations that many organizations are having or having around diversity, equity, and inclusion right now. But who are we listening to? Who, who is making the decisions within our own organizations, I think is another really important aspect of this. Um, that I'm glad was was mentioned on the last Zoom call. That resonates a lot, Nathan. Along those lines, one thing that stood out to me from the presentation about listening with local faith actors was prompting this question of who is listened to, who is allowed to listen, and who is allowed to interpret the data. That really struck me, going beyond where there's a lot of needed discussion for all of us around who are we listening to? How are we proactively engaging those who often are not, are not heard or listened to? Even going beyond that saying who is even allowed to facilitate the listening and then who is allowed to interpret the data? Does that happen within the local context? That really struck me, it was so insightful. One other thing that um, I think on Friday when we had the large uh, Zoom session and we were uh, we went into breakout rooms, uh, it came out constantly in in my group was referring to uh, Rebecca's presentation on listening as a posture and then uh, building on. I think it was addressed by a couple of other uh, presentations uh, on different days. Is um, the the element of listening um, as a skill set required uh, among the uh, people who are gathering data. So we, both of us, there was somebody else and I both referred to, oh, we need to go back to our, our evaluation manuals and even bring it as a skill set for, for people who are collecting data at the field that we, it was never there. 
and and so that's that's something uh, I think it came out in a couple of presentation and as an application um, that was referred by many people in, in the small group that I was. So I have to say in answer to your question, Chris, and I also really want to go back and dig more deeply because I didn't get a chance to kind of look at everything. But um, what this stuck out at me in terms of content, I referred to this a little bit before, is the hunger and thirst uh, out there by people to think biblically about everything that they're doing. And, uh, and just kind of the discussion on the theological side, um, and maybe, you know, those stats were padded a little bit, and I think because of maybe uh, some, some participation by one or two, but it's, uh, you know, there were, there was really kind of a lot of hunger for that and building on and bringing in Rebecca's presentation, right, on the power dimensions of this and, and reflecting on that biblically as well. And then Sabod's bringing that in as well on, on those dimensions as well. Uh, and so content-wise, I, I just think it's so important for all of us to keep holding each other accountable, right? To keep bringing in those theological and faith dimensions into it because it's so easy to lose track of them. And that's what many people pointed out as well, right? We were doing all this and not really thinking about it in those, in those particular theological terms. The other thing that quickly jumped out, and this will come at no surprise, is that on the, on the measuring the spiritual impact side, right? There was one, the cross-Catholic outreach approach, and, I, uh, was, and that was mentioned several times in, in, across about how much they appreciated that. And I do feel that probably um, we can do a little bit more of that going forward. I sense a little bit of, of, of a hunger for more of that as well. Thanks, David. Yeah, so I know we're coming to the close on our time here. So uh, just like to open it up to the rest of the group for any closing thoughts, closing remarks. I know we've only scratched the surface on all there is to say um, about this event. And Steve, I know you had a, a couple of remarks you want to say and you're calling in. So I wanted to uh, make sure if you were able to, if, there, if there's anything else that you wanted to share too. Yeah, no, I just uh, appreciated um, specifically one highlight that I talked a lot of traction was the light wheel from Tier Fund. Um, that was something that, that we heard a lot about in our breakout group on the final Zoom conference. And I think, uh, I think uh, you know, just seeing the innovation, uh, you know, Hope also had something that was really innovative. Like people are out there doing some really exciting things in this area. And just the chance to convene and, and to talk uh, about them and, and find out uh, what's going on and where uh, was just an absolute highlight. Great, thanks Steve. That's a really good ending note. Um, I think facilitating this, this event online just kind of enabled us to proceed without the barriers of time, right? And so we could really expose people to a lot more things than what we could do in, in one day in person. So um, I'm really, just delighted. I know we're all delighted that people found so much value there. Uh, so I'd like to thank all of our attendees to this event who just made this event so rich. Um, it's really the folks who participated in discussions and interacted with each other that uh, brought the richness and, and the flavor to this. So we're so, so thankful to all our attendees and participants. And I'd also like to thank the steering committee members who are on this call with me today, uh, especially Rebecca Menser from Hope International, who's just a real driving force behind us pulling off this event uh, this year. So thank you to everyone. And uh, this community is very blessed to have each of these folks invested in our mission to encourage, connect, equip, and inspire Christ-centered M&E professionals. 
So if you weren't registered for the conference this year and you have no idea what we're talking about today, um, we invite you to join us uh, next year, whether that be in person, online, we'll see what the world has in store. Um, but you can connect with us uh, by emailing us at ARA at accordnetwork.org if you are curious about what we're up to. Uh, we have a number of events throughout the year, so please reach out to us if you're just new um, to this podcast and new to our group. We also intend to make the course content accessible on our new website through the Accord Network in the near future. So if you haven't if you weren't able to register for this particular event, you'll have an opportunity to um, view some of the course materials from our website very, very soon. And so thank you everyone for tuning into this podcast today. Make sure to subscribe uh, to our podcast if you haven't already and email us at ara at accordnetwork.org and send us some ideas about who we should talk to on this podcast next or what you'd like us to discuss, um, any issues you'd like us to unpack and tackle. We are always open to suggestions. So thanks again and until next time.